Welcome to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Martin, and we're back after another little long break. It's the dog days of summer. It is. So, uh, and Chris are fi- back in St. Louis now after our trip to the West Coast. It was awesome. It was a, a fun trip for uh, Comic-Con and getting to hang out with some friends and just kind of relax for a, a long weekend. Yeah, so if anybody is interested in any kind of comics movies anything of that sort that you're really interested in especially my comic book movies i highly suggest once in your life going to uh san diego comic-con oh yeah we got to go for a day and we kind of we got in with some comp passes that we paid a little extra for a little a little extra but we got in uh it's a lot of stuff to do in one day so I, i i now understand why it's four days because there's as much to do outside where you don't need badges for as there is inside. But it's in sci-fi, fantasy, cartoons, uh, dude, like superheroes, any of the Marvel movies, DC movies. Next year, I think Star Wars is going to take over that place. Yeah, like, it's, crazy. it's incredible, just the, the vastness of that there was game of thrones was there you name it yeah. and it was there anything on quote-unquote geek culture or door culture or whatever you want to call it was there anything yeah. that's coming out was there uh it was very odd for me it's the first time i've been out west for me so it was very oh, really? odd. yeah so it was very odd for me to see like uh when we went down to la for the day and seeing like movie posters like every, every block line. oh yeah you know, dude, covering buildings which is like crazy around here like you really don't see that in st louis yeah i mean just, and you, you know, the thing you get on the head with is it's more than just the quantity is how big they are because they will take up the sides of buildings. Yeah, so like for video games too, like the new uh, Batman game, like yep. we saw cover like half a building, which is crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Chris's and mine venture into floor hockey finally paid off. Finally a win. Well, you got a win. I, got I was a goal. scratch. You were a scratch that game due to uh, illness. I was in goal for the game, and we wound up winning 13-2. to so Not a bad us. way to get off the snide. So, good times for us. We're happy now. So, it makes us 1-8. and eight. That's right. Hey, the important thing is, we are not going to be the Detroit Lions. Yep, we're not. We're off the schneid, as they say. So, we've uh, we had a lot of fun with that. So, we we'll have to talk about that a little bit. So, I officially have two of the goals I, I wanted to accomplish this year. I accomplished two to three. Yeah? Two to three. My three goals were have a hat trick. Did that. It's true. Get a, if I play goalie, win a game. Yes. Preferably if a shutout, which I probably could have had that game if I wasn't an idiot. But, yeah. But that was my bad. On The first goal I didn't see. The second goal, I just didn't hug the post like I should have been. I hear you. So well, what's it happens. The, what's the third? Third one was win the league. Well, <laughs> so that's, that's not gonna happen. likely not going to happen. That is not going to happen. So, but it's been a lot of fun. We'll be starting it up again in August here. We finish up next week, a couple-week break. We'll swing back into it. A lot of fun. Uh, Jeff Ponder, who has been on this podcast, plays with us. Yep. Seriously, if, if you guys out there enjoy hockey and, and are like me, that you're either extraordinarily tall and or uncoordinated and don't know how to skate, the St. Louis Floor Hockey League is fantastic. tons of fun. And all Very you tiring. need 
Yeah, I mean, you will you will get a workout for sure, but all you need are, uh, are gloves and a stick, man. Yep, and some shoes. Uh, they have a house team that they people have been signed up on, and yep. that team's actually doing really well in our league. Yeah, that, that's the great thing is, like, you don't need yeah. to put your own team together. If you only have you and a buddy who want to play, you can, play on you can sign or, up on the house team. If, yeah. if you have a whole bunch of people that want to play, you can join a team. And they've got three nights going right now. There's a Monday night league, there's a Wednesday night league, okay. and they're starting up a Thursday night league. Yeah, we'll be on the Thursday night league. So there's tons of options, and, and seriously, it's, it's 70 bucks a person you get 10 games you get a t-shirt with your you know name and number on it and then the playoffs if you qualify and i'm telling you it is it's way more competitive not that i didn't think it would be competitive it is way more exertion than i expected yeah uh, it's been a lot of fun, so me and Chris have enjoyed that. And I'm going to try to minimize the coughing in this podcast. I know. You're, you're still getting over some stuff. and get your allergies. Yep. So, and uh, we and Chris just got back from a quote-unquote blues garage sale. Which was also really cool. Uh, which a lot of St. Louis fans probably would recognize. Uh, Rick, I think it's Ackerman is his last name, I want to say. Yes. Um, uh, Virtually at everything blues. He's everywhere. Yeah. Anybody, I think I think he has season tickets at every practice. Mostly every practice. Anytime yeah. I've been to practice, he's been there. So let's put it that way. Yeah. He's very recognizable. Had a bunch of items for sale. Cleaning out his garage of stuff he didn't want. The stuff he didn't want would make people's like a normal collection awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Totally, man. Which is crazy. Like the stuff that was in his I have to get rid of this pile was stuff, like you said, would be showcase items in a lot of people's collection. Yeah, so me and Chris picked up a couple of little things. Chris yep, got, I picked up a couple of the uh, mugs from the seasons that I didn't live in St. Louis. From when they, you know, like the the coffee mug nights. Uh, Jason picked up a signed Dale Howard Chuck eight by ten. Yeah, which was. I mean, and the thing is, like, it's not like he's trying to sell the stuff and retire. Yeah, like it's all very reasonably reasonably priced. My mugs were a buck each. You're twenty bucks for an auto for for, yeah for a frame by by ten. Hall of Famer. So, um, but he has tons of jerseys, hockey sticks. Some of them signed. Some of them game used. Yeah. Eight by tens, uh, cards, cards, McFarlane figures. Yeah, it's man, crazy like, amount of stuff. You name it. Like some old programs, some old yearbooks. Um, lots of stuff, man, and not just like I would say ninety percent blue stuff. Yeah. But as far as the jerseys goes, he has a ton of stuff. So it was pretty awesome at the end of the day. So. <laughs> We'll get into some blues news. Believe it or not, there is still a little bit of blues news. There is. We were out for a little bit, obviously. But we're going to get back into it. So our last left off was the Vladimir Saboka uh, Cluster F. Boy, did that get even weirder. So uh, last time I think we left you from what I uh, picked up on is that basically he officially signed the KHL. Correct. The money came out to be not much more than he would have got here, honestly. Yeah. He got about 2.7, 2.6 per which is very odd, but uh, taxes are less, so it is more at the end of right. the day. Not much more. Not the $4 million or what no. people were saying before. No, and that was the weird thing is, you know, when this first went down, it sounded like he was signing for, you know, like a million or so more a year, which I guess made sense. But once everything flushed out and you realized it was really not that much more, you, you knew that there was something behind the scenes happening. Yeah, so that wound up uh, Blues go to arbitration. Um, I don't think it was still even made clear if uh, – if his uh, representation showed up, I don't think uh, so. I'll say no, but I'm not. I didn't read. I don't think so because basically the uh, arbitration came down for a one year contract, uh, 2.725. So basically, right. 
pretty much what he, the Blues were. Pretty offering. much the Blues offered two point seven, so you get extra twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, for him, and I think he didn't show up. Basically, I think I was just basically there. You know, yep. What happened? So when Saboka does decide to come back to the NHL, he is bound to this contract, and the Blues do not sound interested in trading him because <laughs> he stated uh, with a interview with a Czech uh, website, like a Czech sports website, basically saying. Uh, you know, I didn't feel appreciated, which I don't get it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, basically he, when he comes back, he doesn't want to play with the blues anymore. And you know what? If, if, if that's the case, then the blues just need to trade him now. Even if you're only getting a fourth or a fifth round pick, just be done with it. Well, I mean, I guess they're going to wait to see when the leverage is the best. So he did come off a quote unquote for him a career year nine goals thirty three points which is yeah much. but you know I what? guess you got to wait and see depending on how, what happens like if he gets traded now and he's bound to the KHL this year let's just I'm just playing devil's advocate sure let's just say he gets traded to Detroit okay for like a fourth rounder Detroit's like okay but you can't break a KHL contract so when you get done in a year you know when you get done for playoff time we'll have you back here let's say there he blows his knee out and his career's over with. And they gave up a fourth rounder for virtually nothing. I'm just saying that's probably why he's not going to get traded now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure after he finishes up whatever he does in the KHL and decides to come back is when talks get serious. And like you said, I think it's going to be around a fourth, <coughs> maybe maybe lower. I'd say probably a fourth. I would say he can get they can get from a team for. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a good fourth liner. Led, led the league in faceoff percentage last year, so you can definitely get a fourth rounder, maybe even higher, uh, depending on the team. I just you know. You have to wonder what played into him feeling unappreciated. Um, Berglund contract. I was going to say, I think number one would be he, he probably saw the money that, that Berglund got. And again, I I still think that the Berglund contract was partially to wrap him up and give him a good deal. I really think the Blues thought they were going to move that that contract. Yeah, I, I honest to God believe that the Blues thought we can sign him up Give him some money, package him to Ottawa, get the special deal done. Um, but at the same time, look at what he's done and look at what Sabotka's done. And I think that whether you got whether the public opinion leans to Saboka or not, Berglund produces more. Yeah, I mean, he's streakier. Yeah, yeah. But he's a better offensive player. And he's got the quote-unquote intangibles, like Correct. size and other stuff. Doesn't use it but at times, but he has it. So it yes. could happen. So um, that's, like you said, at the end of the day, weird. So Vladimir Spoka more than likely will not ever be back in a Blues uniform. So And I, you know what? I'm fine with it. You know, I, I liked him. I thought he was a great player. He was a gritty player. But, you know. He's not, he's not that a top home. six guy. Yeah. Like he's not going to be a guy that he got overvalued during when the team was giving built yes. back up. So yes, that's what happened. So the team was on the cusp of on their way back up, and then that's when he started to yeah. Work he's his way not up, that so. guy who who really at the end of the at the end of the day you're going to miss his playoff percentage. But again, we just got an influx of guys who are just as good in the circle. And Latero's in the 56, oh yeah, excuse me, 57%. Yeah. And then uh, Stastny has 54.4% last year. Yeah. So it's not like we're going to lose a ton of step there and we have more offensive output. So 
I really think it's a marginal loss. It's a shame, but it's not the end of the world. So, uh, yep, I think it's uh, it sucks, like you said, but at the end of the day, time to move on. Yes. So the Blues decided to move on and add a bunch of guys that could possibly be call-ups slash more of the Chicago Wolves um, depth. I so, agree. First, let me get ahead of myself here. On Monday, uh, the, on July 21st, our second-round pick, Ivan Barbashev, agreed to an entry-level deal. Three year, his normal three-year deal. Terms Great. were not disclosed, but it's basically it's out of the way. Uh, he cannot come down to the AHL because of his age yet. He'll have to wait two more seasons. Right. So basically, he's going to go back to the Moncton, Moncton, Moncton whatever, Literally. Wildcats uh, two for, years. for this year, at least a year. Um, and then maybe maybe work his way into Blues lineup after that, depending on sure who's gone or whatever they decide to do. Because uh, he's looked really well. So we'll talk about Barbershev and our other pick, Robbie Fabry, a little bit later. Oh. So, yeah, unfortunately. So uh, a couple of signings we'll go into first. Um, first, the Blues bring back another uh, hometown kid, Chris Butler. Yep. Comes home for a one-year two-way deal. For uh, I think uh, he's only getting like six hundred thousand for NHL, but it's a little higher for AHL, like around three hundred thousand. Which, but I expected. Dude, but the dude is an NHL. Absolutely, man. Uh, I think he was fourth. He is fourth in uh, shots uh, blocked last year. Played all eighty-two games with the Calgary Flames, mostly on the first line with De- former Blue Dennis Weidman. Yep. So. I think it's good depth signing. This also makes more competition because that dude is going to be motivated to make for sure. So that means Ian Cole, Jordan Leopold, step your game up. So I think it's a very good move by them. Uh, Another signing, couple signings uh, was. Let me pull this up. Jeremy Welsh, one year, two a contract. He played with the Vancouver Canucks and their AHL team, the Utica Comets, who are the Peoria Rivermen. Correct. Six foot three, one ninety one, one goal and six penalty minutes in nineteen games with the Canucks. Had fifteen points, seven goals, eight assists in forty nine games with the Utica Comets. So, only been in total of twenty five uh, career games. So last year was kind of a career year sort yeah. of for him. So Blues add another kind of big centerman to mostly. He's mostly not going to come up here unless no. we're absolutely devastated. But again, I, I think this is you know. We, we've seen over the last four or five years where this team, either through making the team or in trades, has kind of depleted the, the cupboard of prospects. You need to start refilling that cabinet. And that's what they're doing now. Yep. So, and didn't sign a lot of guys so this year. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of replenishing the cupboard. So, and also, it's the Blues signing. So I'm not 100% sure if this is like going to be covered by the Chicago Wolves at all. Since we're supposed to be sharing players, right. per se. So I don't know if this is the Blues like portion of guys. So um, another guy to add to that list is a f- another, and I think another NHL quality defenseman. Mind you, like a sixth defenseman, maybe a seventh defenseman. Nate Prosser played with the Minnesota Wild yeah. last year. 28 years old and with 53 games last year for eight, uh, eight points, two goals, six assists, 58 penalty minutes, uh, six foot two, 196 pounds, right-handed. Uh, played all, all 10 postseason games for the uh, Wild. So you got to wonder, and I've often thought this, that if you're someone like Prosser who played so many games in the NHL, why you would want to 
sign a deal with a team like St. Louis where you know that you're going to be spending most of your most of your season in the AHL affiliate as opposed to the big show mm-hmm. and not just go back to Minnesota. Like, is the money that important? Like, me as a competitive guy, like, yeah, I would like to get paid, but I would also like to compete for a Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. not necessarily a, you know, a Calder Cup. Yeah, who knows if uh, what offers he had out there. And yeah. let's say he had an offer for, like, the Florida Panthers to be, like, a sixth defenseman where you know that you're I not I think I would have taken that, though. Yeah. I mean, at least you're at least you know you're going to be in the NHL. That's true. Who knows? Like who you work with, like if you play like a bad team, you know what kind of negative light be shined towards you. You might not be in the best positions compared to with the Blues. Well, you might play with a very good minor league team, and then if there's injuries or trades or whatever true. happens, you have a chance to get called up and then play for a really good team and possibly get that contract next year that's a little bit higher and you're going to either stick with the good team that you're with yeah. or make more money going to that bad team than you would have well, the year before. Well, you know, the, I think that's always a grass is always greener type thing. And, you know, the agents will obviously sell whatever, you know, their their client chooses. But I've just always found that interesting how you'll see guys who like, oh, we signed a guy who was, you know, played first line minutes for this team last year and well he's going to go down to peoria or you know chicago now um it's like wow man Hmm. how does that happen yeah but so and this is the uh this is the good side of being such a deep team now yeah that you have guys that normally probably when you're sixth seventh guy more than likely two years ago like nate prosser chris butler would have been your all the teams six seven guy like confirmed like no fans or butts, and now they're guys that are waiting long. Eight, nine, yep. on the death chart, probably, which is crazy. So, I mean, that's good. And you have a couple injuries, you have guys who can step in who are which is fantastic. I, and I love that. I love that. You know, we across the board now in pretty much every position, I would say, except for goaltending, mm-hmm. have incredible depth. Incredible depth. So, I'm really excited about that. Um, depends. Uh, I think it's also bringing a lot of these type of guys is kind of looking towards next year. So you get to look at these guys you might be interested in hundred percent. Um, cause you have the only really couple unrestricted guys you have next year. Now that we have a lot of guys signed, um, Bear Jackman, yeah. Jordan Leopold, two left-handed defensemen. And I think, I think, I, I think depending Leopold's on what happens, gone. I would say Leopold is more than likely gone. I think Jackman has earned the respect of the front office. As long as they don't basically say, "Here's it, we'll play it by ear and give you a one-year, $1 million type thing. I think we're getting to that area with Barrett Jackman. Well, I think he's not going to get the 3.25 he has now. No, and I could see him, I could see us getting to the point with him where it's a year contract. Year or two year, every, every time. Year. And, or a year with an option. Because like, if option. you put Barrett Jackman in the 80s, you'll be loved by St. Louis fans oh for sure just because of the style of play it's just well, that, he's loved now uh, it's just well mm. yeah yes and no he's loved for who he is but the difference is you've seen the way this team has changed defensively it's more transitional than physical. yeah and he's not that guy he's like the lone guy if you look at yep. all up and down the lineup now it's pretty much he's like the lone guy now like With, and, I, and, gone. He's, and i think that makes him look slower yeah unfortunately and less skilled which he's he's not less skilled his skill set is just different yeah. from four of the other six dudes on that defense yeah and you know it it, it 
it's not a bad reflection on Jackman. I like Jackman. I do think there's times where he tries to do things outside of his skill set and gets caught on it. And I think the other thing that he seems to, more than anybody else on this team, is he'll try to play through injuries to the point where it's more of a detriment Detriment, for the team. Um, But I like him. Yeah, so... Uh, so, so we digressed a little bit there. So let's go into a player who I really thought like would be a good pickup for the Blues, but I thought we really had no realistic chance due to our depth. Uh, and the Blues amazingly signed um, a forward, Peter Mueller, comes back to the NHL from the yeah. Swiss League, a one-year two-way deal. Only 26 years old, which is crazy. That I, This dude seems like he's been around forever. I agree. Uh, 26 games. He dressed in 49 games last year for the Colton Swiss Professional League. It led the club in third in the league with 46 points, 24 goals, and 22 assists. Six foot two, 209 power forward. He played for the United States in the World Championships last year and had a goal and three assists in eight games, which was not bad. So, originally, a uh, pretty high draft pick of uh, Phoenix in the top, I think, I think it was like 10 or 11. Yep. And that's out of that range. And he actually had like 20 something goals as a his freshman, not a freshman, excuse me, rookie year. Career best, 54 points, 22 goals, and 32 assists in his rookie year, 2007-2008. So the guy was skilled, but the concussions just destroyed him. Yeah. Had uh, one one in Phoenix, then he got traded to Colorado for uh, my favorite name to say, uh, Wolchek Wolski. <laughs> I remember that name. So he got traded for him, and then had a really bad win. And he was doing good in there, and then just got a really bad concussion and yeah. sat out a whole year. And then uh, I think he signed a two-year contract. Like when he had a concussion, then sat a whole year. Yep. Came back and only played like a couple of like games and just couldn't recover. Went down to Florida, had, had okay. He was like the number one centerman when they're really, really bad. Right. You know, and then came back and went to the Swiss League to kind of get his game back, I guess, and thought it would be a good idea to come back with the Blues, which that could be one of being the, one of the steals of the offseason. I agree. You know, it, it, whenever you deal with people with head injuries, especially in hockey and football, you know that it's really any shift could be the next one where they get hit and it's done. Um, but I, I agree. This is a guy that if he can stay healthy, could end up being a massive steal. Yep. So I really, I really think that that's him and Butler. I think are going to be want to be an underrated. I love underrated, the I love the Butler. Two side. underrated signings out of all the signings, all the things the Blues have done this offseason, which has been like. For somebody like me, I'm always a big fan of like having your team do stuff in the off season to keep the yes. name relevant. Like, and the Blues have done this off season, even if it's like little done signings. More than I thought they would. Yeah, I like thought the after the, and after the, the first free agency, I thought I was like, okay, we're not going to hear from this team until training camp. Yeah, and then like the draft, they were one of the few teams that actually made a trade. Yeah, um, after the first day, I think they're the only team to make a trade, like a significant trade. Sure. And uh, after on the day, second day, so. Not much other blues news, really, after going through some stuff. Um, we'll talk about... Fabry? We'll talk about the blues prospects in a second. I wanted to bring up uh, Ian Cole and Louie. Visited in Kansas City yesterday. Visited Kansas City yesterday. The, uh, was, today is the 9th of August, so the 8th. They visited uh, 
They did the like uh, uh, kids camps, right? Yeah, and they just did like the promote the blues game there on September twenty seventh at the, uh, the Sprint Stars Sprint Center. Center. Yes, which is a beautiful place, by the way. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, just sitting there with yeah, no team, no team, you know, nothing to do. And we were planning on <laughs> trying it out, and then oh yeah, can't yeah, do that, can't do that. So if I want to live in my house <coughs> for a while, if so. you'd like to remain married, you can't go to that game. Yeah, so what happens? Another thing I want to bring up is the Blues beat writer Jeremy Rutherford. Uh, finally, is having his book, book come out. Yeah. So, uh, Blues website even picked it up and had a little story about it. Bunch of untold stories. Uh, it's like called the 100 Things Blues Fans Should Do Before They Die. Which, if you look like on Amazon and such, it is out there for pre-order on Amazon for like not that much, you like 13 bucks, which wow. is a really good it's deal. Cheap. But uh, if you go through, like, it seems like uh, I guess this publishing company has like I guess the current beat writer for whatever team. And a lot of teams are like, we got our, our friend Justin, I got him the 100 things the Lions fans should do before they die. Right. So, like, I think they do a lot. I think it's just the they finally had the Blues do one, which is fantastic. I agree. Uh, so, he basically, Rutherford delayed this by a year because he had so much information he got. Yeah. That he wanted to make sure he included as much as he could. And he talks a couple of stories. The good one he talks about is what the Shanahan and the Kachuk incident that happened back in... Uh, which is amazing. Well, basically, if Blues fans more like remember when Kachuk was in Phoenix and Shanahan was on the Blues, uh, there was a game where... Towards the end of the year. Towards the end of the year, and it was like the last regular season... Actually, I'm reading right. Last regular season game, the Blues were already locked into playoff position. Early in the game, Kachuk high-stick Shanahan, who left the game with injury. Shanahan had no intention of returning until he went to the locker room for stitches and was told... And he was told several penalty minutes shy of becoming the second player in NHL to record 50 goals, 100 points, and 200 penalty minutes in a single season. Shannon returned to the game, scored two goals, and then pummeled Kachuk before the final buzzer to earn his penalty minutes. Just because. Which, if you remember, like, basically, Shannon pretty much jumped him. Oh, yeah. Like, then, searched him out. Yeah, and jumped him, and pretty much uh, Kachuk just turtled. Yeah. <laughs> and just got his ass beaten. And pretty much the other story, which is not on this, which I have heard before, is that uh, Kachuk was out at a bar or something like that afterwards, or somewhere eating, and that he had two cans of uh, Bud Light on his cheeks to stop the swell. Nice. He's holding up to there. So that was one of the. That's probably one of the many stories in there. I always like that. I read the. That's the quick little thing. Look on the Blues websites, and they have a little story about that. So yeah. I highly suggest that for Blues fans. As I like a fan of his writing anyway. So I check that out. You know what? I think this is going to be the first really kind of cool blues book that's come out since the blues put out that hardbound. Yeah, the history one. The history and one. Before that, they had uh, Bobby Plager had a book. Yeah, that I've read. And it's not bad. Like it's older stuff, which sure. you're not familiar with those players much. When I read it, like now, I, if I reread, it, I think I might have a better appreciation of it. Yeah, I read it years ago. So uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, speaking of writing stuff, our friend Jeff Pounder had a little roundtable discussion at uh, KSDK.com, which is the local NBC network here yes. in St. Louis for anybody. The affiliate. Correct. And this made a roundtable discussion if the Blues have done enough this offseason. A lot of the other questions. Uh, him, Mike Pepping, Randall Ritchie, and I can't remember the other one. Dave, maybe? Uh, Dave Coulier? <laughs> Dave, also with Dave Coulier. Uncle <laughs> Joey. <Cut> it out. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, he's Canadian. He, he ain't doing anything. <laughs> no, he ain't doing. Actually, I think he just got married. Did he? Well, that, that's not. That's still. He's not doing anything. I'm sure he wants to get out of the house now. So no, no doubt. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I just want to get him. So go to KSDK.com, Go to the sports section of Blues, and you'll find that whole thing. I think it was actually the front page of the. K 
KCK Sports yeah. was on there when I saw it. So want to give him a little uh, props. It was a very good read. So be a lookout for that. And then as the season gets closer, I'm sure you'll be seeing more and more stuff from him, along with Mike Pepping and other people. So want to give them a little shout-out before we get into our last little blues story. One more shout-out. The Golden Brett. Yeah. The Happy big, birthday. Big 5-0 today on August 9th. 50 birthdays in 50 years. Good job. You did it again. <laughs> Good call. So, uh, yeah, so Brett Hall's birthday today. I saw that on the Blues Twitter. So, good for him. So, I'm sure he'll have... <laughs> Sure, he'll have fun tonight. I like to be where he's going to be tonight because you know that's going to be Are you party. kidding me? That dude doesn't know how not to have fun. I want to go. If he's not, what time is it? It's like 4 something. 2 if, if he's not already drunk, there's a problem. Yeah. Kelly Chase, you are not doing your job. Yeah, no kidding. So, it'll be a good time. So, uh, the last little bit of news is basically the World Junior kind of training camps are going on yep. for, all the com- for all the countries. So, um, a couple of Blues players, Blues prospects got cut, like Tommy Vanilli. Uh, no relation to Millie. Correct. A um, couple of so basically nobody on the USA team was from the Blues, so they all got cut before the scrimmages started. So yep. yesterday was a scrimmage for uh, two days ago. We'll start with that one where Fabry had a fantastic game for Canada. Basically, yeah. starting off on the fourth line, worked his way to the first line with Connor McDavid. Yeah, which I thought was fantastic. Had a goal and assist. Looked really from what I saw in the couple little highlights that I could see. Cause it was streamed on some website, but I didn't really. Right. I just caught a couple things on Twitter, full highlights that he had. To yesterday when he played the Czech team and it got, got knocked, broken. Yeah, got knocked the uh, F, F out. out. So smooth out. Yeah. So he was having an okay game from, or at least you know, good game from what I read, and just like got they were losing five to two. Canada was five yeah. to two, and it was the third period. He got leveled. Supposedly left the game on crutches. I have not seen any. I did some research before we started. Did not yeah. see anything else outside of that on even nope. Twitter. All I saw was that he got knocked out. I saw it. Did you see the, yeah. the gif? Yeah, that was bad. I, mean, I, that I was tweeted stiff. out. So if, check our uh, Twitter at, at Blues Hockey NHL. If you want to watch and it. And you'll see it. And, uh, it's cringy. Yeah, he had to be helped off. I don't think he was doing stretchered off. He had to be helped no, off. No, he was helped off. But it, then it was funny. It's like I was whoever was covering the game and somebody was retweeting him. Said, like, oh, that wasn't didn't look good. Then, like, oh, he's going to be okay. And then he never came back and said a game. Then, after the game, it's like, oh, he's on crutches. It's like, <laughs> what are you getting information from? Yeah. It's like, I was like, high, low, high, low. And then it's like, okay. But uh, also, he wound up in that game, the first game in Russia. He played our uh, other Blues uh, prospect, fellow draft pick that year, Ivan Barbashev. Yeah. Uh, Barbashev had an okay, okay uh, game. Overall, he's uh, one goal, three assists in two games. So. Dude, I'm I'm very excited, and I know that we're probably you know I would say oh, sure. realistically, yeah, three to five years away from really seeing him in a blues uniform. But, I say three, but uh, dude, I'm excited for Barbashev. Uh, from what, from everything that I've talked about, that he's one of the more polished players in this uh, scrimmages. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying the Blues got a steal and do not know how this kid got out of the first round. Yeah, so it's that's great to hear that we're having a bit of a. The draft turned out really well this year. Since next year we don't have that first rounder, which might hurt a little bit, but essentially this year you almost got two first rounders. Agreed. So makes it even better, and they're two really good high skilled forwards. So no new other news on uh, February right now. Well, let's hope that it's nothing bad. We'll go into it. We'll uh, I'll tweet some stuff out once we uh, as news is available. Yeah, we'll tweet. I'm sure the Blues fans have seen it. Follow our Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. Um, Facebook. I'm going to do better on. I've been with the new app throws me off. 
I tried. It's like really weird trying to post stick stuff up. on there. I know. I need to do that now. It's I do some googling on it. Yep. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and do some NHL free agency, which obviously we're way behind on that. Yeah. But we're just gonna go through it now, and we're just gonna do kind of the higher, you know, more talked about signings. If we go through every single one, it's it we'll be here till Friday. Yes, and it's Saturday. So we'll be here for a long time. So we're not going to talk about any blues signings since we did that last. We already uh, did that. So we're just going to go into outside of the blues, stuff that might affect the blues and in division type thing. For sure. Uh, Maybe former blues that signed. So work my way from the time it opened to now. So July 1st to August 8th. We're going to go through and just talk about (laughs) every single one we possibly can. So I think one of the first interesting signings that came along um, was the first signing, which the first, I guess, first that was reported, I guess you could say, and that was Pittsburgh uh, picking up uh, Christian Erhoff for one year, $4 million. Well, seeing that, you know, they lost half of their defense to uh, to Washington. Yeah, um, which we'll get into that. You know, I think it's a good pickup for them. I think Erhoff is a good player who was just surrounded by very mediocre talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was awesome in Vancouver, which, he is, was why, great. which is why he got that big contract in um, Buffalo. I, I think that that could be a signing that, that really turns into gold for him. Obviously, he has much better skilled forwards in front of him now. Um, I don't know if his goaltending is any better than it was. Yeah, about, um, well, before Miller left, I would say. Yeah. Um, about the same, but I, I think it was a solid signing. I think that's a guy that makes sense in that city. Yep. I want to talk about another. Uh, well, so it was more of a team type signing. Okay. I was now named the guys. I won't go into all the contract numbers because some of them are ridiculous. UC um, Yokinen, Dave Bolin, Sean Thornton, and we'll throw uh, Al Montoya, goalie, all signed with Florida, various amounts, mostly overpaid. Um, I, Dave Bolin. Got $5 million for 25 oh, yeah. $25 million. Uh, that, worst signing of the offseason. I'm calling that. We're just starting. Worse than Orpik? Close. I would say... Because okay. that Orpik deal is ridiculous. Okay. Worst forward signing. Okay. Okay. Um, dude, Florida, I think, is much like Buffalo. They have money that they have to spend. And so it was basically just, hey, do you want to make money? Do you have a name? Can you help us sell some tickets? Yes. Come to Florida. Yeah. So they, they were, because they didn't get to the cap floor really bad. So I think an underrated signing on day one, too, was uh, Benoit Pouliot going from the Rangers to Edmonton. Very underrated. So I think people are going to wind up. That's, I think Edmonton did really good overall. We'll get into a couple of their signings later on. We'll see, man. That's a team that, if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan, I can't imagine how much more frustrated I could get with my team. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many years in a row over the last five years you've had, what, three number ones? And then top, like, three or four picks, yeah. And you can't make the playoffs. Yeah. They're slow developing down there. So they have some good guys in place, but if they develop right, they'll be a good team. So Yeah, that team's got to find a way to break through yep. soon. Yep. So another uh, signing that was interesting. Uh, Dan Boyle goes from San Jose to New York Rangers. Rangers, I thought, was pretty stacked on defense already, and I thought it was real interesting. Is it from San Jose, or is it technically from the Islanders? Technically from the Islanders. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I I think Boyle's good. I think Boyle was a product of that system in San Jose. 
I think it's now he's on the decline of his career, and he got like, he got a lot of money for. I think the last two years has been the product of the system, but the last uh, the, from here forward, I don't see him being like a. He only had like thirty something points last year. Yeah, and also I, a, he's a power play specialist now for sure. So he's yeah. So that's interesting. So let's I'll talk about a couple of goaltender signings too. The two top, basically two top goalies. I would say they're out there. Our uh, buddy Ryan Miller goes from the St. Louis Blues to the Vancouver Canucks. I think we all knew that was going to happen. Three years, $18 million. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, closest he could get to the West Coast, pretty much. Sure. Um, you know what's interesting is he got his $6 million a year, which I really didn't think he was going to get. Mm. Um, Not for that term, either. No. Uh, but again, you look at a team... In Vancouver, that so mishandled their goalie situation over the last four years. Two number one goalies. I mean, virtually nothing. Yeah, like just if you could, you couldn't make worse decisions than that team made over the last three years. Every bad decision that you could possibly make, they made. And it cost the GM his job. Yep, and the president too. You know, again, like what we were talking about with. This offseason, the Blues had to bring in a name. And they had to bring in a scoring name, which we did with Stasny. The Vancouver Canucks had to bring in a goaltender. And had to bring in a goaltender with some weight behind him. And they got him in Ryan Miller. I think he's almost, it's going to be, he has a little bit of star power compared to what he had in Buffalo with the Sendine Twins. Yep. Um, But no Kessler. Uh, the defense is weakened. I don't think he. I don't think he's the guy that turns that team around. I'm just saying, like he's pretty much on another glorified Buffalo team. Yes, but I think what he does is he he does more for that team in regards of front office work than he does on the ice. He allows that team and that team's fan base to stop talking about goaltending now. At least for three years. Right. You know, now you can officially close the book on Luongo. Close the book on Schneider. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, we had the wrong guy. Now they're both gone. Now you got Ryan Miller, which, as Blues fans, we can sit back and go, yeah, that's really effing great. Look what he did for us. At the end of the day, Ryan Miller is still a marquee goaltender, and at least from a from a public relations side, you now have your goaltender in place. Now you can focus on replacing Orion Kessler, on building a team around the Sedins, who, by the way, aren't getting any any younger. Yeah. You know, now you can you can finally just not have to worry about the goaltending questions anymore. Hopefully, hopefully Ryan Miller doesn't come out and just completely crap the bed. Yeah. Um, but at least for now, you don't have to worry about that. So it, it, it makes sense for Ryan. It puts him as close to the West Coast as he can get. He gets the money he wanted. He gets the term he wanted. And for Vancouver, it helps eliminate an issue. So it's a win-win for both teams. Yeah. So the other goaltender signing I want to do, which a lot of Blues fans kind of brought this up as a possible signing before uh, the Elliott signing, was uh, Jonas Hiller. This goes from Anaheim to Calgary. Two years, uh, $8 million. Uh, you know what? I really thought, because I think we all saw the writing on the wall that Jonas Hiller was gone from Anaheim. Yeah, when you're not starting the playoffs and they're bringing in the third stringer from the AHL to start game two of the playoffs. Had it not been for Gibson having a couple of really strong games in the playoffs, I think Ryan Miller's in Anaheim right now. 
Um, you know, I don't know, man. The Ducks must know something that we don't because I don't think Hiller is a bad goaltender. No, but they're really, really high on both Anderson and Gibson. Like, okay. So they're going like what we're doing to a degree. I mean, Elliott is a little different than Anderson, but they're going to go with cheaper goaltending, good defense, and good forward. Sure, which is fine. So that's what they're going And, and I don't think Anderson or Gibson are bad. I Unproven. Just, Unproven. Yeah, you know, it's... I think, you know, Hiller goes to Calgary and immediately makes that team better. Yeah. It, it does for them what what Miller does for Vancouver. Mm. You know, there's obviously a lot of other problems in Calgary right now. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, getting Hiller. Wise, yeah. yeah, getting Hiller is a, a great steal for Calgary. Yeah. So, I'll talk <laughs> about another uh, sort of what uh, Florida did. Talk about what the Sabres did. So added Sabres are the same thing. And I think Sabres did a lot better. Did a lot better. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the signings here. Um, I Half get, the Montreal Canadiens. Correct. <laughs> correct. But I'll go into um, all the contract terms. This is way too much. Uh, they go Matt Molson goes back to Buffalo. Called it. You did call it. I'll give you that. Brian Gianta goes from Montreal to Buffalo. Cordy, Cody McCormick, Minnesota to Buffalo. Marcus Fulgiano from East Resigned. And then Andre Mazaros, defense from uh, Boston, technically Philadelphia, Philadelphia, yeah. Boston. He got traded at the end of the year. So they basically, I think they improved. I, I think they did too. I they think got a they lot did of good a youth. Really good job. They're, if they're goaltending, if they get like decent goaltending, that could be. I agree. It could I, be a team that would turn some heads. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think no. they can threaten some teams. That team got young and that team got fast. Yeah, if Tyler Myers plays like he did at the end of the season. Uh, I think they could have a decent chance of making some noise in the division because I think Lando, for real. Anyway, so another uh, signing that's going to affect the St. Louis Blues, uh, Thomas Vanek goes from Montreal to Minnesota. I think we all expected that to happen. So uh, let me get the terms real quick. But, yeah, Minnesota gets their secondary scoring that they've been wanting, or scoring in general. That they wanted three years, $19.5 million. So quite a bit of money. So almost the seven mil, not the exact contract he was trying to get, you know, when he had that big contract from uh, the Islanders. Yep. But uh, pretty close to it. So let's see who else. And then, of course, the worst signing of the offseason we talked about, uh, Brooks Orpik. Go from Pittsburgh to Washington for an obscene amount of money. I think it was five years, $26.5 million. Dude. Which I don't get. He looked, he looked bad in the Olympics, and so I didn't really like what they did there. So I mean, I figured that guy was going to get paid, but oh, my God. I'm when, glad when that deal came down, down, I thought it was a typo on my screen. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. So another thing that could affect the Blues, to, uh, two signings. One's a little bigger than the other. We'll go with the lesser signing first. Uh, Anders Lindback goes from Tampa to Dallas, basically their backup goalie behind Kari Luttonen. That's yeah. definitely a huge upgrade compared to what they had. Uh, uh, absolutely. Tim, Tim Thomas, Thomas was brought in, and I think he just looked a step slower than he used to. He had, well, he had flashes, but nothing. Falling like, over himself. Yes. <laughs> so I think he uh, – Anders Lindback did not have the best, but dude is big. He's back in division that he knows. Yep. I think it could be uh, – That's agree. a big kudos for Dallas who didn't – not much Dallas is going to be legit, dude. Dallas is going to be this year's Colorado. I'm calling that right now. Oh, uh, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Yeah, so I think that's good. 
Let's see, a couple other. The other one is really going to affect the Blues, which I thought, I'm surprised took this much less money. Brad Richards goes from New York Rangers to Chicago Blackhawks. That was a big one. So Chicago gets their uh, second-line center. Yep. Uh, uh, definitely an upgrade over Michael Hanzus for one for year. Sure. One year, $2 million. Yeah. That still puts them like $3 million over, over the cap. The cap. So they're going to have to do something before the season starts. And that something is going to be trading sharp. Which has been the rumor going around, which uh, Dave Talon, who's in Florida, has plenty of cap room. And st- I think I think technically is still a little bit below the cap floor. I guess it just depends what Chicago wants to do. There's been talk of Oduya. Well, let's get back into Richards. He just basically, you know, kind of fall out. His, basically his contract was so bad at the Rangers now. Just, I don't know why people sign, you know, that long of a term. I just don't get it. Yeah. For like you don't and people are like, well, I didn't know he was going to be that bad. Well, you don't think he's going to be putting up 70, 80 points when he's thirty eight <laughs> years old? Yeah, not going to happen. I mean, well, you know, the, what's the, weird. the league is just too tough nowadays. What's weird is that you know, even as recent as the Stanley Cup Finals, because of how bad he played in the postseason, there were people speculating that Rick Nash could get bought out instead of Richards. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> like, think you think about that year. Like I said. Yeah, I, th- I want to buy out Rick Nash's contract three years ago. You would have thought I was a crazy person. Yep. Just he just has not lived up to the uh, hype down, not the hype in New York right now. At all. So let's talk about a former Blue moving on. One of the few outside of Ryan Miller, former Blues that, got, that moved on. Uh, first, uh, Adam Cracknell goes from uh, St. Louis to Los Angeles. You know, I think that's a good fit for him. L.A. is a team that is so fast. Um, they could use a little grit on that fourth line. A good fourth liner. Really good fourth liner. Um, you know, he's. we all know exactly what you get with Cracknell, and you're going to get a few timely goals, and you're going to get a guy who's not afraid to go anywhere on the ice. Uh, you know, and, and not that L.A. needs that much help because, you know, you won two cups in the last three years. Yeah, they didn't. The only person they lost right now was uh, Lyndon, Lindsay, Lindsay Vay, Lyndon Vay. Yeah. They well, they lost. Um, what's his nuts? Went to Florida. Uh, uh, Willie Willie Green. Yeah, or uh, Willie Mitchell. Willie yeah, Mitchell. Um, but uh, but overall, they yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're bringing runner. back pretty much the whole team. So. and I think Cracknell fits in very well with that system. Yeah, like we saw our friend who's a Kings fan out in L.A. had lunch yep. with him. He asked about Cracknell, and me and you raved about him. Yeah, and said he's that he's gonna guy. he's gonna want to be in. A fan favorite out there for sure. It works hard, gets those timely goals. Yep. So, I uh, sucks that the Blues lost him, but you, you see the Blues have the depth. And at the end of the day, Adam Cracknell and Peter Mueller are like, if you want to pot goals and stuff, yeah, he's going to be Peter Mueller here. And Peter Mueller is a big guy too. So, at the end of the day, they might think like Mueller and Cracknell are pretty much the same, if not Mueller's a slight. I agree. Player. And you know, again, I think we talked about this in the last podcast. You're you're seeing the Blues start to realize that it's one thing to be a good team, but if you're going to compete with the Chicago's and L.A.'s, you have to get faster. And they've done that this year. And the problem is when you when you have a team that's going to get faster, it eliminates some of the spots for people like an Adam Cracknell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's not that Cracknell couldn't play on this team, but, you know... I think I would rather have Ryan Reeves on this team than Cracknell right now. Yeah. I mean, not that I think Ryan Reeves is going to put in more goals than Cracknell, but 
toughness and overall. Yeah, like if I'm going to have a tough guy on the team, I want a guy who's you know going to be the tough guy, and that's what Ryan Reeves is. Yep, another uh, signing that's going to affect the St. Louis Blues. So Colorado lost Paul Stastny. So <laughs> this, uh, this, in my opinion, could be the how did that just happen? Uh, if this is who I think you're going with, uh, signing of the uh, free agency. Yep, from uh, Boston to Colorado, Jerome McGinley goes to Dude. Colorado for three years. A lot of money. I thought it was kind of crazy. Three years and, excuse me, I know I wrote that right. Three years, $16 million. I didn't think he was going to leave Boston. I think they just ran out of cap room. I I really thought that Boston was going to find a way, even if it was a one-year deal, just to lock him up. Um you know, I think again, sees right now that the West is way better than the East, mm-hmm. and wants a cup. And well, my thing is, I obviously can't go with Boston because they ran out of room. It's like yeah, I would stick with Boston then, because obviously they had the best chance of anybody to beat somebody in the West. Yeah. That's me. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was amazed to see him come into the Central, where again. As we've called it the last couple of podcasts, it's the division of death. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like, go down the rosters of the Central Division right now, and it's ridiculous. Any one of the teams that are in the, the Central right now are playoff. I mean, unless you're Winnipeg, Winnipeg and maybe Nashville. And maybe Nashville. They've added a little bit to the point where they could sneak in right. if they play like. But, dude, you look you at the know. top four teams in that division. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, my God. And you can talk about virtually any one of those teams like being a Western Conference final team. Easily. Yeah, and you would have no problem like saying, I could make Colorado. solid arguments for Dallas, Colorado, St. Louis, and Chicago all winning the Stanley Cup next year. Yeah, just if everybody's at a potential on every single one. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, let's talk about kind of a four-pack of signings here that are somewhat St. Louis-related. Either by they lived here, grew up here, or they played here. So we'll go with Joe Vitale. Goes from Pittsburgh to Arizona on a three-year deal for 1.25 per. Uh, he's a St. Louis kid. Went uh, I think he played with uh, Paul Stastny. Or, yeah. I believe so. Or no, he might have been a CBC product. Anyway, still. Alexander Bolduc, who are with the uh, – I saw his jersey at the Blues uh, garage sale thing that they had. Was in St. Louis to Arizona as well. Another Arizona signing. They must like a lot of St. Louis kids. Uh, Mike McKenna goes from Columbus to Arizona. So Let's McKenna, not forget they also drafted McKinnis. Yeah, drafted Ryan McKinnis. So a lot of St. Louis connections on the Arizona. No longer Phoenix. Coyotes. Coyotes. So they could uh, wind up being uh, interesting. Also, lastly, uh, Taylor Chorney goes from St. Louis to Pittsburgh on a minor league deal. So you say who? Basically, he no, played. He played a cup of. He had a cup yeah. of coffee here with the Blues, yes. not last year, but the year before. So, interest. A lot of interesting signings there. Uh, I thought a, a two pack of signings, which I rate this team as top three improving due to their offseason signings, is the New York Islanders. Oh, for sure. Uh, they got Mikhail Grabowski from Washington, and also Nikolai Kluman on uh, similar deals. Uh, basically, they came together now, along with Yaroslav Halak. Defense is sketchy, man, but Kluman is a very good defensive forward. Grabowski is underrated. Yeah. Both get four-year contracts. I believe they're matching 
I'm trying to confirm. You that. know, the Islanders uh, now. Grabowski was 20 million, so five mil, and uh, Coolen was 16.5. You 16.7. hit the nail on the head. The Islanders now have solid forwards and solid goaltending. They just don't have defense. Yep. And if they can get something in there, it would be nice, man. I mean, they and they they got a uh, Chad Johnson, who was on a, uh, I think was on Phoenix. I know. Yep. Excuse me, it was on Boston last year, and he's a solid backup, man. Like sure. so, they got two really good, and they got rid of Nabokov and their other. So they can let their minor league guys sit in the minor leagues now, and I think they're actually going to be a team that you're going to say, "How'd they get into the playoffs?" And I think they, they had a really good draft too. Yeah, they got a. Did they get Griffin Reinhardt? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, and they, then they got uh, no. Hosang. Ah, they got Hosang. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They give me shit too. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, a couple other. Interesting signings. Uh, Riding Verbata was in a uh, signs with Vancouver. I thought it was a good signing. Gives them a little depth now. Uh, old friend Jay McClement goes from Toronto to Carolina. Gives them a solid fourth line center. I'm just kind of skipping around and just picking and choosing some guys here. Sure. So I might miss a thing here and there, so I apologize. I'm getting guys who pretty much traded teams. The guys yeah. who re-signed the team, we'll go over when we do our team previews. Yep. But uh, another former blue, Tyson Strachan, goes from Washington to Buffalo. On another, uh, where I'm looking for, a minor league deal. So a couple of uh, former Blues too that we'll add in there to Nashville. One one was to Nashville. Steve, uh, it's not Steve. I'm looking at Steve. I meant Derek Roy. Derek one Roy, year, right. one million dollars. That came along because, uh, what's his name? Mike Fisher blew out his Achilles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, out four to six months. So he will not be back till at the earliest December. You know, people piss on Derek Roy, and I'll be one of them. I'll be honest. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know, man. You look at what the guy did the last couple of years, and it's not like he was the Derek Roy of four years ago. I uh, was okay with what he did was last year with the Blues. I didn't like. I wasn't expecting a dude to be like. I wish he would have been a little more consistent. That's my killer, man. He'd have like four games where it's like, man, look, Derek Roy's looking good. And all of a sudden, like, he's a healthy scratch by like two weeks later. You know, I think there was just problems between him and Hitchcock. I don't think that Hitchcock and he ever really got on the same page. And because of that, I think he was always fighting being in the doghouse. Yep. So, another, let's go with a couple of, uh, around the bottom of the barrels type signings. Uh, Danny Heatley goes from Minnesota to Anaheim on one year, one point, excuse me, one million dollar, one point two five million dollar deal. So they're hoping they can resurrect his career there. I think that's going to be one of those where you hear this time next year, Danny Heatley signs with Swiss team, something, something, something. I agree. I just think he he does not look good. He doesn't, and that was the guy that I had brought up to you in the last, you know, two podcasts ago when I was like, look, if we strike out on getting guys A, B, and C. What do you think of him as a last resort? I think that there is something left in the tank for Danny Heatley. I don't know how much it is. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to be on a team like Anaheim or St. Louis where he's got a good cast around him. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting with his uh, signing. So uh, a couple other signings. Uh, former Blue played last year to Blues. Uh, Brendan Morrow signs with Tampa Bay for one year. Higher than he got paid last year. One For point, a lot of money. $1.55 million, which I was surprised he got more. I would love to know what that team saw 
in Brendan Morrow last year that said we have to sign him for this much money. I know if they're going with uh, the veteran leadership thing like we had to do. I think we're beyond that now, but I think yeah. if they're trying that like angle, sure. I don't know, maybe that's it. Another, I forgot to go back to the Nash, the pair, the duo of Nashville signings after the Mike Fisher thing. Mike Ribeiro goes from Arizona, ah. so he was apparently having marital problems, and that's why it led to his uh, contract getting released from Arizona when he just signed two years ago. Yep. Or, yeah, a year or a whole year ago for. So, getting paid a lot of money still, well, technically, but just not all from Nashville. That could wind up being working out in Nashville's favor. It if, could. He, if he gets his uh, stuff together, he was a point per game player in the uh, lockout shortened season. I think Nashville got to a point where they had to start signing anybody they could. They struck strictly out. because. They struck out a lot of guys. Everybody else in the Central Division stockpiled. And if you're Nashville. And, you know, we said again, Winnipeg. Winnipeg hadn't done poop, but at least Nashville went out and was like, oh, my God, we we got to do something. And, you know, James Neal ain't going to cut it. So let's go get these guys who are out there. Mm-hmm. And you pick up Roberto and Roy. If they work out, great. If you get Roy to put what he did last year in points, around 30, you know, 30 40 points, that'll be after That's that. That's a million perfect. dollars well spent. Yeah. And Ribeiro, if he even gets close to that, too, I mean, you're looking at... Yep. It is low risk, high reward. And they're in a different system now. They're not in the... uh, What's the guy's name? Spit it out, Jason. Uh, uh, Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz system anymore. Yeah. That he's not defense first. It's it's, uh, Peter Laviolette, who is offensive-minded. So So they could... We could see a completely different looking style-wise. Sure. Natural Predators when they come to town this year. Which, you know, and that's the thing with Nationals. They had to do something, or they were just going to get left behind. Yep, and I, I like their signings. Another signing that I missed on the Blues website, uh, from Vancouver to St. Louis, Ben Ferraro. Ferrario. Sure. Uh, another minor signing, which I think he'll wind up sticking uh, in Chicago. But let's go with some uh, news on him. Uh, terms are not disclosed, but it's a two-way deal. He's a seventh-round pick with Phoenix, has uh, 14 goals and 23 points in 98 games with the Sharks, Rangers, and Canucks. Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, so a decent signing for the Blues. More depth, like we said. That's all, but that's pretty much been the story since day one with the Blues. Another interesting uh, signing, which it stays with the same team, but yet it's interesting how it went down. Ryan O'Reilly stays with Colorado. Two years, $12 million. So he gets 5.75 the first year and then 6.25 the next year. So basically, the, they stick with the rule of not paying anybody more than $6 million, which is what Matt Duchenne makes. But I think that in two years leads him to unrestricted free agency. I think he does not last two years in Colorado. You know, I mean, we're what? One year removed from him basically holding the team hostage? Yeah. <coughs> it was the lockout season that happened. Dude, he's... He's good, but I don't think he's that good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Colorado comes back to the pack a little bit this year. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like uh, I was amazed that they came to deals with him because this is the second time now that he's basically tried to strong arm Colorado, mm-hmm. and he's done it. So Colorado must love him a lot more and see things that I don't. Because I think he's a good player, but I think he's a B-plus player. I don't think he's an A player. Yep. We'll talk about uh, the last one, which is another arbitration. 
it wasn't arbitration. It got real close. Actually, went yeah. to arbitration, and the the decision was not yet made. Uh, was PK Subban gets yeah. a massive, massive deal, which makes the Petrangelo signing look really, really good. Uh, PK Subban, don't get me wrong, has the uh, Norris Trophy in his pocket, but eight years, seventy-two million dollars. Holy nine mil. I don't. I can't. I don't have the breakout in front of me, but a lot of money, basically. Yeah. So that was an interesting signing. They had to lock him up, though, or they're going to write and trail. So we'll talk about that later on. So no jersey watch today. Nope. Though I'll go with the couple rumors that I saw online, just because uh, rumor rumor monger a little bit. Supposedly a couple people posted that they were in the Blues shop that day, and they're having a meet. uh, They're looking around. They had a bunch of the Blues. I guess employees having a meeting uh-huh. saying that they had to be there on the night of the 25th for the Jersey unveil and they have a limited amount available. And then after that on the 26th, they'll have the full stock in. Okay. So maybe a date to look out for August or September, August, excuse me, August 25th, which would be a, like a Monday or Tuesday. The, 20, <sighs> the 23rd is a uh, Saturday. Yeah. So, the only reason I know that twenty fifth, the twenty fifth is a Monday because that's when my daughter starts school. That's the only reason. There I know you go. So there you go. And twenty fourth is SummerSlam, so that's why I know. That. I um, my views on the jersey have not changed. If in fact, <laughs> if in fact, I wait, what we I'm saw. waiting for the product. I'm waiting for the if I can see it in person. Yeah. I'll probably if it is on the twenty fifth. Um, I might depending on what it is. If it's like after work, you know, I'm on my way to downtown, so I might be jump on the highway, head down there, whatever. See what happens, or if it's. I figured they would do it on a weekend. A Monday doesn't make sense to me, so it does if it's that jersey. <laughs> so we'll wait and see. A jersey's got a case of the Mondays, correct? So we're gonna. I was give everybody a brief overview of what where it's gonna look like for the next month or two for the Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, one thing I'll say the same is me and Chris will still be here. Correct. <laughs> so we're sorry to disappoint. We're. I am gonna try to make a concerted effort this year. Uh, to bring in some uh, more guests here and there. That'd be awesome. So maybe one one a month. Yeah. Maybe more than that, depending on how the season goes. The different people with uh, not only Blues views, but just team people from other teams. So I'm making yep. a concerted effort to ask some people to be on the podcast, even if it's just, you know, sometimes Chris and I have different schedules. So for interview-wise, it might just be me interviewing somebody. Whatever happens. Yep. So we're gonna, we decided to work on that. Another thing we we're going to work on bringing back is the Blues Hall of Shame. Oh, yeah. We are, how, we're going to do it. I think we'll do it once again once a month. I think so. Just to be that. Just we to, still have our lone inductee. Our lone inductee right now. So we're going to work our way from there. Uh, that's going to be going on. Show-wise, uh, we are not going to be back for a while. <laughs> there's just no, I mean. It's hard to, it's hard to unless do Unless there's news. There's news. We'll definitely record something. Like I know there are some people who do like the Puck Podcast who I listen to. They do one every week. So you know what they did this week? They reviewed the movie MVP. Do you know what the movie MVP is? Uh, most Valuable Primate. Correct. Yeah. So I don't have time to <laughs> so watch that yeah. movie and do that. No. And so I mean, it's clever and it's awesome that they do that. It truly is. I just, honestly like I between work and family life and social life, and you know I like to let's do that. So anyway. This is how it's going to break down. Probably in September, you'll see us come back. Before the season starts, opening night is October... 9th? 9th for the Blue. Well, opening, like, home opener. Oh. So, opening, I think, October 7th, technically, they start play. Yeah. Or 5th, maybe. I don't know. So, the week before that, 
we're going to have uh, at least a two weeks before that, we're going to start our, our uh, previews. Uh, we're going to do a total of six shows, jam-packed. Neato. So we'll do each of the divisions. That's four. The central division will be just every team but the Blues. Correct. We will do just a Blues preview, which will go in-depth about every little thing. Pretty much we've talked about this offseason to any little thing that comes up between now and then. Everything you wanted to know but were afraid to ask. Pretty much. And the last one, which I didn't. I mean, Chris sort of talked about, but we'll bring up now is that we're going to do a fantasy preview since we're. I'm going to be running a fantasy league this year. Correct. I think just for my own, me and Chris's own benefit, it'd be nice to get in depth about a bunch of stuff. So we're going to go through fantasy rankings, what we think about certain players, what we think we'll do, so on and so forth. So we'll have just an all fantasy show eventually. Number one pick, Martin Brodeur. <laughs> yes, I like goalies. Yeah, I goalies. <laughs> I like cares. <laughs> so that's pretty much going to be the breakdown from here uh, on out. Uh, we might record a show here and there, but like I said, there's news. We'll do it. If not, we'll be when previews start. And I'll tweet out a date, more definite date. But look for about, about two, two and a half weeks before the uh, season starts. And we'll probably knock out a couple divisions one weekend. Yep. Maybe three divisions one weekend, and then do a Blues Central Division slash Fantasy one another one. God, that Central Division preview could. That's all I'm saying. That might. That's why. That, that's going to be a long one, just based on the amount of stuff that's happened in the Central. Uh, we might try to get some guests on. We do our division previews to talk about their team, maybe, or at least maybe a separate even podcast. Who knows? Depending how things work out, I try to keep these close to an hour, hour and a half at most. Yeah. You know, don't have to listen to us talk forever. But we know, could. We could. But we get boring. Yeah, we probably do. But uh, I'd love to thank everybody for listening and also hitting us up on Twitter at Blues Hockey Podcast. Excuse me, at Blues Blues Hockey NHL. Uh, edit this in post. <laughs> I won't probably edit it. But anyway, at Blues Hockey NHL. And a lot of people have hit us up over the last few weeks and yeah. since uh, our last show and asking for more shows, which is a, you know, it's Caribbean Christmas. You'll get them. Well, it makes me and Chris feel really good, too, that, A, people are listening. Yeah, thank you guys very uh, much. Yeah, so any participation through Twitter. We've had, uh, which I haven't clued you in on yet, we've had uh, from virtually all over the world, people hit me up, and then we found Blues fans everywhere. Including a lot of them at San Diego Comic-Con. Which is very odd. Which well, it's a Navy town. It's true, but still at the same time, it's like, um, uh, we're at Comic-Con, and I'm walking around, and I'm wearing what I'm wearing now, just my basic blue shirt with a... Jersey shirt with Bacchus on the back. Had my hat on, just walking around. Yep. And then just, mind you, this is a sea of people. It's a lot of people. They, uh, On average a day, they say they get close to 100,000 people at the convention center. I can imagine. So, in an, and that could be more than that, depending on the day. We went on the Friday. Yeah. And just walking around, all of a sudden, behind me, I hear, let's go blues, like really loud. Yeah. I turn around, I'm like, all right, that, that guy. And we are at uh, Petco Park for another one. They have like a little... Uh, what am I trying to say? Comic Con there that's put on by the guy who used to be on the show Chuck. Uh, he uh, has his own little thing there. And a worker stopped me, and I had a ten minute conversation about all the blues, what the blues have done this off season. Yeah, and he, he's from St. Louis, and just it was pretty awesome, man. So it's blues fans are everywhere, which is something I'm kind of seeing more that the blues are not just more of a regional kind of team compared to some other teams it helps when you get national television coverage which the blues will have a lot mostly against the chicago blackhawks i Uh, think out of their six games five of them are on national tv which is crazy so 
Blues are on 11 times total between uh, NBC and the uh, one Night game short of the uh, of everybody else. I think who is it? Chicago, Detroit, Detroit and Boston, Boston, and LA each have 12, and Pittsburgh has 11 along with us too. Yeah, and us and Pittsburgh and somebody else. The Sharks, maybe? Yeah, a bigger team. I have to think about it. But Yeah, so it's real cool that we had a lot of uh, Let's Go Blues. Somebody said Let's Go Ducks right from my face as a joke. Right. If not, I was going to come out swinging. He must was, his, was his name Pat? I was going to say I was a Pat Maroon fan. <laughs> we got a large contract. <laughs> maybe the maybe the uh, uh, River Snakes or whatever. Uh, Mud Snakes. Mud Snakes. Mud Snakes can match yeah, the deal. Yeah, so. uh, anyway. But yeah, so uh, very uh, cool that a lot of people have hit us up and Discovering new blues fans from all over the world. Like I, I was trying to get, start yeah, off my please. Own tangent, tangent. If you guys have any questions or comments or anything that you'd like to hear discussed, uh, feel free to leave a message, man. We're uh, we're here for you guys. We can talk all day, but we would uh, we would much rather have your guys' input to help make this show more interactive and more entertaining for you guys. You know, we can we can sit in a room without microphones and talk hockey all day, just the two of us. But yeah. we would love your guys' input. So it's been a, a lot of fun. So season's coming up real quick. So seems like it's been forever due to the early exit. So it really does. So it's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, during if we mean Chris go to games or one of us go to the games, maybe we'll try to do a meetup if people like to hang out and talk in between periods before the period. You know, during training camp, I'm sure we're going to go to the training camps for sure. Um, I was thinking about doing a show during training camp. Depending on how that goes, try, okay. to, try to find an app on the phone that could re- help us record. That'd be cool, and it could get an MP3 sent to you know home of it. So I think it's out there. I talked to Jeff about it, but like I said thanks to everybody who's hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Um, I don't believe there's anything on iTunes right now. Yeah, go out on iTunes and rate us. That'd be awesome. That would be that helps raise the profile of the podcast, and it'll show up on like you know different you know different list on their way correct so that would help out a lot uh, if you do that rate us on there uh hit us up on facebook look at blues hockey podcast or on there like i said i'm going to start posting more on there try to link that in the twitter thing together i think that will help and then after that you never know what's going to happen so thanks for listening and then we'll probably catch you mid to end of september it'll be a very crazy time for me but we're going to knock out some shows. Yep. We'll be in good shape. So thanks for listening. Catch you next time. See ya.